1: I know you can't get your lotus out your driveway not it's quite still, yet. now it's mud season. It's like It is big time mud season. Yeah. I, I think it's some sort of like Iron Man triathlon down your driveway with the kind of. you know, mud kind of, season yeah. and everything. But I did take the Cayman out for just did a you? little bit good exercise, baby, just a tiny bit. Good. Felt good. Awesome. It was dry just enough, but yeah, it's it's still trying to be winter here. It's still thinking it's, about it, it's there's very still much going it's very on. much spring.
0: Yeah. Now the snow that, it, that in Utah is normally so light it has no weight at all is now this big, heavy, I'm almost rain. And yeah. so, you know, and no then kidding. it's muddy. And look, if this is the biggest problem I have this week, I'm actually doing okay. You know, actually, speaking <laughs> of this week, happy Tuesday, by the way. Uh, we just had uh, one of our last two weeks on the Motor Trend Channel. I didn't tell you this story. Oh, okay. Our right. Corvette Z06 piece reran.
1: Okay, yes. Right. And this right. next
0: week, by the way, this upcoming Saturday is our last week on Motor Trend, formerly Velocity, the last week on the cable channel for Season 4.
1: That'll complete Season 4 airing mm-hmm. on yes. TV.
0: By that point, it should be available on Amazon and Vimeo. We will, of course, let you know and shout it from the rooftops when it really is out, but mm-hmm. it should be out yes. by then. Yes. So we are coming to the end of Season 4. We're very excited for those of you that haven't seen it to see it. What was funny is I find it interesting when somebody is annoyed enough – To make the effort to come tell us so.
1: Okay. Okay. Got an
0: email Saturday morning. Okay. From a person who said, I shut off your episode of Corvettes. So think about the headspace here. Think about the headspace. They shut off the episode midway through, and I'll tell you why in a second. Shut it off midway through. But they shut it off midway through angry enough because it's not like we post an email address. Angry enough right. that they took the time to find us – thank you, actually, by the way – find us and write us an email to tell us that they turned it off. Okay. I have a puzzled the look at my face The here. reason they turned it off is because of your comment – <laughs> because of your comment Uh-oh. that the seats in the C606 were designed for fat Americans. And I thought I – thought I and, I, and I responded to this person, and we had a nice email conversation. Okay, but good. I, but Go I responded ahead. to this person. But the big thing I thought is that's not really a controversial statement. I mean, all, and, and I will say, and, and this is part of my response, take Corvette out of the equation for a second. All manufacturers are having to make seats for the fact that all of us, or most of us, you, you and I included, are not built like tiny race
1: drivers. Very much so. Well, it's the 95th percentile person that they worry about, and American cars in general are built bigger, mm-hmm. bigger seats, bigger mm-hmm. interiors. Generally speaking, it's not a blanket statement, yeah. but... In general, then, we'll say the, the Mazda RX-7 felt yeah. like a three-quarter size car. It felt like a sports car <laughs> yeah. shrunk down, yeah. and it was at 75% scale. No. And unfortunately or fortunately cars aren't built like that anymore but yeah, that yeah, yeah. car some people just can't own mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we find the discussions with the Miata and so it's partly for a laugh mm-hmm. but it's beca- it's funny because it's true. Absolutely and, and look at the other side of the equation. Why
0: why was the K-Cars episode so frustrating? Because I'm Sasquatch in that car. That is a car I am simply too big
1: for. And okay? so are, are we, you know, we're making jokes on the other side of that <laughs> yes, scale yes. and we can't own these cars as interesting, fun, cool and you know, kind of sporty as they are, yeah, we yeah, can't yeah. own those either. So, yeah. But but all manufacturers it, it, are walking
0: that line and trying to make the car available for as more, many people as possible. Yes. And as a result, the bolsters in the C6 Z06 could be better, but they can't be Funny. better because there's a segment of the
1: marketplace that will not fit in the seat if they do that. I mean, I hate to bring this up, but consider the clientele, most clientele of Corvette owners. They might be just larger people at the, La- well, you know, Retired of the life. I hate, I hate life. to say I'm, it this just, way, but
0: this is, the, this is the reality where you and I are as, as middle aged middle-aged guys. Uh, typically, as people get older, they get bigger. Typically. Um, and typically, mm. the people that buy Corvettes are older. This is not a slight at anybody. It's just this is what happens demographically.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, it, it's just uh,
0: anyway. I just I was fascinated
1: by Corvette uh, considering their market and the buyers sure. and was, the people who buy them have to fit; otherwise, they're not going to buy them.
0: True. I was fascinated by the fact that this person was annoyed enough to turn the show off. But yet motivated <laughs> enough to find us. So all of that—that's some real steam. That, right that there. is, that That's is. Some steam. And I thought, I thought that comment doesn't feel like it's that much vitriol. But okay, but you know what? If like you're it. listening to the podcast now, welcome anyway. Because the big, my big point here, honestly, <laughs> okay. is that if you write to us at Everyday Driver at Gmail, Everyday TV at Gmail is our email address, or you can go to our website, which mm-hmm, this person did, mm-hmm. and you can find it through the About tab. We read it all. This is my point, point. and my secondary point is. We want to hear from you. We read it all we want to hear from you. You like it, you don't like it. We take it all under advisement. We're thrilled to have you with us. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, If you want to rate us and review us, we would love that because we are listening to you guys. Thank you guys for listening
1: to us. And by the way, there's plenty of times when we are wrong, but that's the beauty of having opinions. We have admitted this on many videos. Hey, this could be very well wrong and very much up for debate, but here's the initial impression or – Something like that. Some sort of statement like that. Well, but here's We, we go thing. into it thinking, I'm probably wrong on this, but I'm going to go anyway.
0: <laughs> but I will also say there it is that can thing. can happen. You look, there's a whole segment of entertainment, and you and I are not this. There's a whole segment of entertainment that is just about being provocative. The point of the entertainment is to gross you out or make you angry. Which you and I are not that. I,
1: I am not interested there's in There's the
0: other end of, and I'm putting it in quotes now, entertainment, which is we're going to offend no one, which ends up being awfully bland. Right, Somewhere right. in the middle, I feel like, for all entertainment, is the place to live. Let's not completely annoy me and gross me out and just try to provoke me. Let's not put me to sleep because you haven't actually said anything. You and I try to live in that middle ground. Hopefully we do. Uh, you guys will tell us otherwise, which
1: is fine, and we right. appreciate you writing in. Right. Well, speaking of that, there is a question from Craig Relford on Twitter, Okay, and he is contentious with us about the color white. Uh-huh. And, Craig, I know you're listening. I'd love to see a few bullet points. Don't have to bury us, but you've heard our opinions on why... White isn't the ideal non-color on cars. And you bring up the the BMW i8. I maintain that it's because you see less of the car. It's there's not very much car that is painted white. The body side, the body panels are smaller. They're not as tall. Well, it's got a lot a, of black accents we'll as well. Say, we'll say a yeah, Subaru. It's there's, yeah. there's a lot of variance uh, and breakup of body panels. Mm, so okay. Okay. maybe that makes it more acceptable, but I'd, I'd love to see a few of your bullet points. And that's the, <laughs> that's a, that is the great thing about what you and I do. Yeah. It is friendly, healthy debate. For sure. Let's and hope so. Respectful. Let's hope so. All of those yeah. things. It's it's never into the I'm right, you're wrong, and that's the end. Maybe you won't change, you know, our minds, but it's about being open, and, and that's what I love about totally. it. Totally, and that's the, the interaction we have with you listening, to, Yeah, you. yeah, yeah, and that's the whole
0: Topic Tuesday thing, which we're going to do a Topic Tuesday here again. Happy Tuesday. That's coming up talking about driving experiences you should have in life. We do also have a car debate coming up. That's going to be really cool from E writing to us from Pennsylvania, and of course, audience questions will follow as well, but this is kind of a fun Topic Tuesday.
1: Yes, it is, but before we begin... Okay, <clears> yes, yes. Uh-oh. Portia has introduced a new model. yeah. I need a sound for the new model alert from Porsche. No, we don't need a sound. Very briefly, the Cayenne Coupe has mm-hmm. been introduced. Mm-hmm. Just like the proliferation of spin off movies that will be popular Hobbs and Shaw from Fast and Furious and all the Star Wars movies and the entire Marvel Universe. This vehicle, this car, SUV, I don't know really what to call it anymore. Mm hmm now makes a kind of cool... It's a (laughs) SUV. It's a SUV. The Cayenne Coupe SUV now has this shape that makes a kind of cool rear spoiler design possible that really relates to a 911, interestingly. Mm I do take some comments that people have made. Everybody's wanting us to talk about it. There's only two models currently. It is the Turbo V6 and the Cayenne Turbo. See, they're all Uh turbos. Yeah, they're all turbos. Anyway, the the super-duper expensive turbo out here on this end is... Fast, it's really fast, yeah. and it's really expensive. Honestly, though, I like this better than the Macan. It's Do the you same, really? It's the same size as the Cayenne with less cargo space. Yeah, I cannot find any good rear pictures on Porsche's website. It's okay. almost like they're hiding it, but <laughs> let's keep in mind they have the X6 and the Mercedes GLE and GLC coupes to contend with in yes. the marketplace that yes. they're "Quote unquote," losing sales to, so they've mm-hmm. got to offer something in there that fits that market niche. And I like this. Do, the do they have to? Do, do they have to offer something? I, I, can't, I guess, I, I guess they decided make the they case must. that it's usable. I cannot make that case. No. Is it cool? Do I like it? Yes. Is it usable more than a regular Cayenne? or no. a No. No. But it does give Porsche, there's a question here, it does give Porsche a license to print money. They have given themselves their own license, but it does yeah. proliferate the model, and Porsche is good at that, if, if anything. They're good at proliferating models and variants, and I... I'm intrigued. I I like the styling. I do. I like what that entire roof line is doing, unbroken, and there's not a kink in it. There's no shape. Yeah.
0: yeah. What they've it's done, steady is arc. I see where you're they've going. They've hidden.
1: What I think there will be better headroom in the rear because they've hidden that with the glass and the blacked out panels, mm. and therefore your eye just sees the painted curve from a yeah, pillar yeah. all the way back. And then I think there'll still be good headspace. That's my curiosity is is, what's the rear headroom like. What's the point? I I okay. It's you don't you want a cayenne, you want the Souve, you want the higher ride height, and you don't need all the cargo space.
0: It's well it's the same reason a couple of cubic feet. And I and I'm putting reason in serious quotes. It's the same reason that the X six makes sense and these others make sense because you actually want a coupe shape but you want your world to exist in an SUV ride height and pothole-friendly, et cetera, world. That's Except why it's 21s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a that whole separate sure. thing. Sure. So yeah, but that, that's what it ends up being, is I prefer a coupe shape, but I want an SUV build, and so you end up with and this. It's neither of the above. I'm, just, I'm going to start calling all of these SUVs. <laughs> the neither SUV. To, to, to explain this, when we went to Germany for our first pilgrimage trip, we met up with the people at Gimbala, Yes, yes. And at the time, the CEO of Gimbala, he said it two or three times, and Paul and I looked at each other, and finally, it was like light bulbs went off over our heads <laughs> because he was he was a German speaking English, and he yeah. referred to SUVs as if you were saying the word. He's he pronouncing ne- the. He acronym. never said SUV. He always said suv. Yeah, which is
1: brilliant. And, which actually. is
0: actually brilliant. So I think I think actually that's where suv should go. You and I will refer to CUVs and SUVs, and suvs mean these. They're they're kind yeah. of really a coupe shape masquerading as an SUV Betwixt it's a SUV.
1: in betweeners the neither's the soof it's, it's a SUV. so yes, yeah yes it is but let's keep in mind you're showing me the I'm showing see, you I the like rear end the rear end if you if you I, go to the Porsche I, website or anywhere where they've got photos of this i think I, it's I'm cool i'm going to say looking. to
0: you right now that i think that rear end looks i, I realize that's the actual car but I'm, <laughs> I'm putting my hand on both halves this looks like a photoshop job from <laughs> sure. from the top of the bumper up that should be a sports car this from the
1: top <laughs> of the bumper down it's an SUV. Awful. It looks like a photoshop job. This is how we're creating car models now. We're slicing half of the Panamera off, stretching, Genius. using the editor stretching this up and hey, look everybody, we've got this new
0: shape. I'm I'm not there on this, but I know I know why the market exists.
1: Crazy enough, I like the Cayenne. And I like this look better. Because of that unbroken sweep. Mm. And it's it's a varying line. It's a variable sweep. Yeah, in that yeah, orange okay. paint color, I think it looks pretty great. Does the world need this? No. Will we continue to see proliferation of niche sliced in half built on this uh, combined with that uh, to make course. a yes. kind of new mm-hmm. model? Yes, we are. I mean, I'm reading about FCA Chrysler, uh, Chrysler Fiat, Turning down Peugeot as a partnership. Hmm. Uh, just reading about today in the Wall Street Journal. As a matter of fact, they they kind of rebuffed Peugeot because Peugeot wanted to approach them and say, "Hey, let's combine car companies." And I'm thinking, do we need more, you know, combining and and business deals to combine <laughs> everybody into one giant car company where? Yeah. The niche models are so sliced up that where's the character between cars anymore? True, true. And then, yeah. therefore, why should you buy one over the other? Mm-hmm. This kind of gets there. If you're thinking Cayenne, but you don't have the big Cayenne needs. <laughs> i need a Cayenne, but I don't need to carry much. It gives can the I, sales can I recommend a car to you? Can I just go there anyway? Yeah, all right. <laughs> I, I I like it. Okay. Do I think it's necessary? No, I don't. I don't know that I'm a fan, but okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But expect more from everybody. Not just Porsche, not just BMW, but more of this is coming our way, everyone. Yeah, for sure. For all sure. right, so we're getting to the topic Tuesday here, and these are under the list of uh, driving adventures or car adventures that simply need to happen in your life. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And things we've all thought about. I thought it could be a cool discussion here for just a little bit. Yeah, like I like your description of it. I thought that's good. You can divvy this up any way you like. Mm-hmm. It could be money, no object. It could be top three. It could be on-road or off-road. It could be exploration of the planet, racing, an African safari. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. strikes you? and you know, everybody listening, you know we're all thinking about something like, huh, I'd really like to do X Yeah, as yeah, an yeah. adventure with a car. Mm-hmm. And I thought we could list them here, just get you thinking. As a matter of fact, I've rated them from most attainable, most likely to happen, to least likely to happen, but it's still something that I liked my brain to chew on every once in a while. You know, you're drifting off and you let your brain... Chew okay. on this for a while. Yeah. I think there is something that we could touch on, and that is how to make these happen. Mm-hmm. Other people, okay. you know, some people have the dollars to go make it happen. Yeah. Other people yeah, don't. Yeah. So how the question after this is, how do I make this happen? How do I sure. make my dreams happen in sure. this category? And, you know, a lot of it is, you know, meeting people and experiences and putting mm-hmm. yourself in different mm-hmm. situations that work yourself towards yeah. that yeah, yeah. goal. It's surrounding yourself with the right communities, forums, people, groups, it is networking, very mm-hmm. much so. Yeah, that could it. theoretically take you there. It's how all the vloggers that we see driving Lamborghinis get in that G6 private jet and go drive <laughs> that collection and do this. They're networking,
0: Dude, brah, <laughs> and in my friend's G6 today. It's That's, awesome. I'm not saying go be vloggers and Later drive we're going to vape. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Yuck.
1: the pilot is currently vaping. Sorry. No, hopefully not. Yes, yeah. hopefully not. All right, so these are six adventures in my category rated – most attainable to least attainable. Oh, okay. I see what you did. All right. Starting off with joining the 200 mile an hour club. Oh. That's pretty attainable. Mm-hmm. I don't know when or how or what car, but I hit 176 miles an hour in a Cayenne GTS. <laughs> with with three other guys
0: and a bunch of gear. <laughs> yeah, so probably, we probably had a whole other guy worth of gear in that yeah, car. So, so four other guys, four other adult exactly. men and you in a car going on 176 yeah, on the autobahn. Keep yeah. in mind this was a de-restricted part of the autobahn in yeah, Germany you, down the hill headed towards Belgium, which is even better because it was fully legal moment. It was fully I went legal. 176 miles an hour on the freeway <laughs> and nobody batted an eye, exactly. including the
1: guys in the car. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody went real dead quiet and the yes. tire noise got really loud, but yes. you know, reason for carbon ceramic brakes. On the other hand, I don't know what a 200 mile an hour kind of thing would look like. Maybe mm-hmm. it's the flying mile in Texas. Maybe it's. I need uh, a runway. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. 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 A runway or something yeah. like that. But I think that is fairly attainable for most of us. At some point, a, a controlled environment, you've been driving long enough where you can handle high speeds like that. Mm. I think it's possible. I think that'd be a cool kind of notch to attain. Just. You know, what does that feel
0: like? Sure, I agree with that. I'd I mean, I'm not, not talking
1: Bonneville. Let's go out to the Salt Flats or anything. But No, yeah,
0: you want to do it on, maybe? In, a, in a car on a road. I get that. Yeah. You know, something I that I that. can,
1: you know, feel like I'm doing this safely, wisely, not stupid, go out at night and go crazy. But, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see something that. like I see that. that. Okay. Well, I approach this a little bit differently. And that is, I I tried to think,
0: first off, I wanted to figure out top three that I could share with you, the audience, and just go. If you're a car person that is either you're exploring, are cars interesting, Mm -hmm. or you know they're interesting and you're going, what can I do to kind of further cement that? What What are three things I could think up that I think you need to say you've done? because I think it will broaden you as a as a driver and it'll broaden you also in those rare areas that I think is the is the reason so many people commute and just zombie out when they commute. <laughs> zombie out. It's the zombie commute. Yeah, for the, so many reasons I think people do that is because they haven't seen the other side of cars where they realize oh, cars are awesome. They're just a zombie appliance, all right? Mm. So I try to think of things that are... are there zombie a, motors. Come yeah. on down to zombie motors exactly. and get your appliance. <laughs> or, or snooze your way down. It's going to be great. Just, <laughs> just stumble on in. Stumble into zombie motors. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, throw your arm up on the counter. Leave your arm. We don't care. The point <laughs> exactly. is, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg at zombie oh, motors. Awful. It's going on.
1: Everyone, sorry, is really it's, good at this. Don't. I, I forgot. Yeah. I got him going again. Yeah, you did. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing a note right now for myself Oh, for later. no. When anyway. We're, when we're driving past flocks of cows. Flocks of cows? Is it fields of it's, cows? It's
0: really not flocks of is cows. It, it's it, herd. Try herd. Herds. Herds of cattle.
1: Flocks of cows. I like that flocks, flocks better. Flocks
0: of cows is, is pretty terrible. <laughs> Moving on, yes. We're always making plane. jokes and yeah. rolling our windows down and yelling at them to move out of the way. Anyway, yeah, that's actually part of season four. I, I, I hate no, to ruin that. No. no, But I tried to think of those th- the three things, and then I went nuts, and I just thought personally— What's something I would like to do with a car that I don't know when I'm going to have the opportunity? But it's like that thing where I'm just like, I want to, I want to have that car experience.
1: Mm. So this mm-hmm. is this is where mm-hmm. I
0: went. Um, first off, I'm going to say one that is going to seem maybe obvious with the conversations that we've had, but I want to unpack it a little bit. Okay. I, I'm going to try to share all of these as the most attainable version. And then, of course, you can go nuts. You can go completely crazy off of the attainable version. I would version pretty much have a deep end of mine. You you need to if you're a driver you need to do a instructed track day.
1: Excellent, yes and, yes. and I'm
0: talking find find the cheapest one near you. It's it's a half day and they provide the car. I don't care what the car is. Track driving is so different than any kind of driving instruction you've had in life, but yet I think it ripples backwards into your driving on the street.
1: Absolutely, so it does.
0: Get get on a track and do lead follow exercises. Understand braking zones with somebody sitting right seat. Think about the fact that you're going into a corner, and for the first time probably ever, you're looking way around the corner. You're looking, 100, you're looking off your left yeah. shoulder because it's 180-degree left. You've never done that when you've driven otherwise. You just never <laughs> totally. have until you drive on a track. This will totally change your perception of what cars are capable. I, I, honestly, pick the lowest in track day you can find in little terrible hatchbacks. You'll still be like, I didn't know cars could do this. Mm -hmm. And then you'll learn a lot of things that will trickle back into your life. Of course, you can go nuts. You can spend tons of money on tracking. You can get a lemons car. You can try to get on a race team. You can go nuts. But I'm just talking. And look, no matter where you do this, I hate to say it. It's probably going to have a comma in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's worth spending the money. Think of it almost like adult driver instruction. Whatever driver instruction you got to get your license. Yeah. That was that was the bottom bar. That was the you are now currently legal. It's that thing where the law isn't created to tell you what the standard is. The law is created to tell you what the low point is. Do not pass this line. That was the driving Figure instruction. Out kill me and back it Seriously, off a little. That was the driving instruction. Okay, f- to get you a license. Now get your adult driving instruction. That's what I would say here. That's great. Where you actually. understand the car can do more and I need to drive it differently. So some level. I know somebody out there saying just do autocross. Yes, but autocross, because of the lower speeds, it's still highly informative. And have somebody ride right seat there. But autocross isn't the same as the speeds you can get on a track.
1: And and the breadth of a track day, I think, is informative. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I think of things. How would I approach this corner on a track and then mm-hmm. I do it at a very low level in a streetcar? I'm miles ahead of every anybody else mm-hmm. it, it's very interesting to watch other people navigate various corners and that kind of thing. Yes, we, I, have a, we have yeah. a specific on-ramp I know you're thinking I'm of right judging, now. not judging, just but, yeah, watching. Yeah, it happens. Alright, so the second here for my six adventures is endurance racing on a grander scale. Ooh. Where Lemons has given you and I a taste of this. Yeah, it's very cool. And I think of the VLN racing series mm-hmm. in Europe where you can start at the lowest. I, I've never done this before and work your way up to licenses. You can do it in America as well. You can yeah, do it sure, in lots of places, but just working up that to something you and have talked about and you know the the longer endurance races Mm -hmm. on some famous tracks yeah kind of an interesting thought it's really intriguing to me which also leads me to historic sports car racing which happens every year in monterey at laguna seca with the point not to win it's everybody might pass me but i'm in a you know a lola from the 50s (laughs) or a lotus or a you know something crazy cool that's you know, it was fast for its day, but it's this mechanical, amazing mm-hmm. thing, and I'm just enjoying it on track, <laughs> dicing it up with other cars. Why I'm still am I straddling past? the drive shaft? Exactly. What if that goes wrong? Why yeah. is this spinning metal? Yeah, anyway, <laughs> yeah, all of that stuff. I see, you're getting I past, see. but you're just ha- out there having a ball, and you know. Money is just out the window. Hopefully it's somebody else's car. But if it's yours, (laughs) great. But I think of the historics and and connecting to the mechanical feeling. Mm -hmm. Just talking with a friend today about mechanical fuel injection. Have you ever seen how mechanical fuel injection works? Mm. It's super complicated. (laughs) It's amazing. But you have a feel to it that electronics will never provide. Sure. And you have an interaction with springs and gears and, you know, Mm spring-loaded metal and screws and you feel cable tension all the way through your foot or your hands or that's what connects us to cars and and having that feeling on track is glorious.
0: I like that. That's really good. It's a good one. Uh, I have another one in my accessible things I really think you should pursue and I was thinking about this a lot this week because of the adventure we just had last week uh, with the Kia Telluride. It reminded me of this again. Okay. All right. I'm going to encourage all of you to plan a road trip to somewhere you would never see otherwise. That's great. That's great. And and, and one that I've done, and and, and here's the the crazy thing about it. The Pacific Coast Highway is a great example. I'm going to use that one. Okay? The Pacific Coast Highway, Highway 1, it's iconic. uh, Our end of Season uh, 2, I believe it was, or was it 3? I think it was 2. It Mm -hmm, was mm -hmm. that Corvette Z06. We drove it on Laguna Seca, and then we drove it on PCH. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay? Let me me paint this picture for you real quickly. Think about California, which is essentially a long rectangle, all right? PCH, Pacific Coast Highway, starts – all the way at, at the Mexican border and it starts working its way up. Sure, but it's going through sure. towns until it gets to Malibu, just above Los Angeles. It's actually San Luis Obispo just further than that. But just above Los Angeles, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's a stretch there where the only reason you're here is because this road's here. <laughs> it would be hard to yeah. hike here. It would be It's hard to yeah, fly true, to here. True. That, that, that's why gas is twice as expensive as it is everywhere else. There's a stretch there. and, and when And to this point, when they had mudslides there, There was a whole section of the road that nobody got to for six months. This is how remote this is. Unbelievable, yeah. So what I like about this is you're in a car. You're comfortable. The kids are eating snacks in the back. I don't care how you do this road trip, but the point is you are (laughs) on a road seeing something that you are seeing simply because you're in a car.
1: Yeah, yeah. The other
0: ways to get to it would have been very difficult. I also think this every time I go to Yosemite Valley. And I think about John Muir when he was bringing Roosevelt and those kind of people. That was a trek to get to Yosemite Valley. It was near nothing. And then you and I were just in in Colorado, the western edge of Colorado. We were on a great road called 141 there that is the same kind of thing. If you're driving down 141, you went to drive down. You didn't didn't wind up on this road. And there's nowhere else to go. You've got a stretch of, of pavement there that has, except for like major dirt roads, there's nothing else to do. There's there's, there's no there's no gas stations. There's nothing. It's just you on this road going through canyons. And I think about when would the average person ever see that otherwise? They wouldn't because what would they do, put on a backpack and hike for three days? You're not going to do that.
1: No, no. You know, that's the
0: kind of thing I sometimes like to do, but the average person is never going to do that. And, frankly, I don't want to see these places that way. I like seeing them at 70 miles an hour in a bow. <laughs> that's a great corner. Look at the river. And if you want to stop, great, fine.
1: Totally. But you can keep going. You've totally. got to just, you know. Stuff so, to, so plan a
0: road trip that is a scenic road trip that shows you something that you, the reason you have access to it
1: is the car. Mm-hmm. That's great. All right. I'll take that to a little bit more extreme with the off-road adventure in an Earth Roamer. I've got Earth roamers on the brain, everyone. Mm-hmm. Or the PlanetD.com where you throw a dart at a world map and you disappear into a continent Kind of like you and McGregor and Charlie Borman did yeah. in Long Way Round in I'm 2004. There. I'm getting there. Are you? Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll let you keep take going. it from no, here. No, keep going. And then Long Way Down. Mm-hmm. And you and I have talked about variants of some adventure like that. Mm-hmm. I I look at it as just disappearing for short periods of time. Let's start yeah. with two weeks. Yeah. Then let's go to a month and mm-hmm. you know, different trips. It doesn't have to be, I'm gone for three years, everybody. I'm yeah. sailing around yeah, the world. Yeah. I'm not talking about that level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. I'm talking about, you know, just short distances disappear for a little bit, collect your thoughts, reconnect. Yeah. Come back to life. Mm-hmm. That kind it. of thing. Yeah. But do it in such a way where you're exploring and part of it is mm-hmm. no roads or fire roads only or Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah. wow, we took this detour and we were able to get up and over that crest and we came across this thing that people fly over. Sure. And that's the yeah. only, you know. Yeah. We made it here and just enjoyed. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm, what I'm talking I can about. jump off of that. It dre- directly
0: relates to my th- third of three, I think these are accessible, you should make the effort things. And that is, I- I'm not talking about big destinations. I've got. I've got a wild, crazy one to come to. That's in a minute. Right now I'm talking about very accessible stuff. As a driver, wherever you live, drive in another country.
1: Absolutely. That's great. Just yes. just yes. Uh, when,
0: when you go somewhere, because it's easy, especially in this day and age, it's easy to fly somewhere and either take taxis or Ubers or Lyfts or whatever. And you never have a reason to drive until you get back home again. It's true. Yeah. It's easy to do that. Sure. The the hotel has a shuttle. Uh, you're taking your business meeting in an Uber or a black car. You never had a reason to drive. Yeah, it's fair, okay? enough. fair enough. And it's so different. You take in the country so differently when you have to drive and navigate. And I'm even saying – I even allow cheating here. When you and I go to Germany – we have the Google Map talking to us absolutely okay, so I mean it's funny to hear the American Google pronunciation of German names yes, and street names yes, and plus Germany has a tendency to give like four things on every street sign, and they're all huge hyphenated words with every vowel on the, on the planet. so <laughs> great hearing, place
1: to harvest new passwords
0: hearing, hearing the Google uh, person try to March their way through that. They kind of lean into that and then fail. But anyway, exactly. separate thing. So my point is, I'm not saying you, you need to go purposely get lost of where the heck am I. You can defend yourself where you know where you're going and you're going to get there. But you have to navigate. You have to understand this is how people drive here. And I'll give you the joke that we make in Pilgrimage, Osfart. Mm-hmm. We make a joke. Watch the movie. We make a joke about Osfart over and over and over and over and over. And while it's funny, I also totally understand its purpose. Yeah. I know what it is. Yeah. Okay? So uh, there is there is something that makes you much and, – and the same thing is true, by the way, if you go to a city. My wife did this in Paris. You go to a city and you ride public transit.
1: That's it also, also very in, true. It also embeds in you in a similar way.
0: Well, Japan too, but yes. But, but I'm talking about outside of city centers, driving from small town to small town. Mm-hmm. And if you can – we've done this on the pilgrimage tour as well, the, the road tour day – we go off, we drive the Autobahn some. Everybody in fun sports cars, we drive the Autobahn. And then we get off the Autobahn and we just drive through a squiggle on the map through a little German town where you're like, I, there is no reason for me to be in this town. None whatsoever. I have no purpose here yeah. other than we followed a squiggle and it's like, oh, look, this is a town I can't even pronounce that's like six houses and we're done. Very cool, though. My yeah, perception is. of Germany and Belgium is
1: very different because you and I have done that two or three times. Yeah, for sure. I found the little town of Gerl in uh, Germany mm-hmm. where they have Gerlsteiner sparkling water. And I thought, well, here it is. There it is. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to jump off of that. I've got two left. I've kind of gone nuts from here on out, everyone. I've got a nutty one, too. But this would be the short distances adventure with a mix of 50s and 60s European air quotes, road-going race cars.
0: Oh, wow. So you're like a milia. Yeah. I I didn't say that well. Yeah, yeah. Those, (laughs) there's there's M and I's and L's in those words, (laughs) yes.
1: But short distances that include... Great food, great wine, a lot of good scenery, and nice hotels at the end of the day. I see it, yeah. So mostly in Italy, I'd say, but (laughs) in car. (laughs) So the classic (laughs) Italy car tour is what you're planning. Got it. I I need a benefactor with (laughs) gods of money or somebody that takes this idea and runs with it, but it requires a lot of infrastructure because these are clattering, noisy, unreliable, unexpected Mm -hmm. things will happen to them. They might be difficult to drive, confusing and something will break down with these cars. But I did come up with a list of cars that I think did you really? could could be created around this. You know, there's plenty of adventures, but sure. they're in brand new Porsches or brand new this. And yeah, 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 yeah. How about the Maserati 3500 GT? I do like Oof. Maseratis, by the Oof. way, just the 50s and 60s ones. Jaguar the the XKSS. Oh, oh wow. XKSS the, is awesome. Essentially the road-going version of the race car. Yeah, that's one of my all-time favorites. How about a fifty mid-50s Porsche 718? Okay. Kind of like the 550 All Spyder. Right. 1955 Mercedes-Benz, the W196 or the 196S, which is essentially the 300 SLR. The open top with the big, beautiful cycle fenders sure. and sure. gorgeous flowing lines. 58 BMW 507 Roadster Series 2. Two Ferraris, 1954 Ferrari 375 Plus or the 62 Ferrari 330. They're just, they're race cars. (laughs) They look so crazy and they're clattering and noisy and mechanical. You did have fun with this, didn't you? Aston Martin DBR 1E2 from 1959 that Sterling Moss actually raced. Yes, awesome. Gobs of low-tie and caterums and a 1929 Bugatti Type 35C straight 8 with the blower. Sure.
0: Sure. Oh, and then especially.
1: the best part is you end the whole trip okay. at some track with a Porsche 917K. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and more food and wine sure. and scenery and hotels. Why not? Most of that trip probably <laughs> exists, actually. It's just at the price point that is not part of this that's, podcast. That's, yeah, yeah. Cars might yeah. burn
1: down at the side of the road. And, well, there goes $14 million. Whoops.
0: Yeah. Or something. You know? yeah, I, I hear you. This hear is you. out there. Yeah, but
1: I get it. How gorgeous. And, and I might have to have a scarf. <laughs>
0: See, you're one of those people that would actually rock a scarf in that environment. I actually have to say <laughs> this real quickly. I don't know if anybody else has, has noticed this, but it was something that happened when we shot American Original, our Corvette film. You were driving the first gen, the first <laughs> car, remember. the 54, with your nice summer hat on.
1: Well, I have to protect my noggin. It's sunburned. I know, with your
0: nice summer hat on, and we were going through this very nice neighborhood in Ogden where we <laughs> shot it. Yeah. And at one point, you rolled by, and Chance looked at me and goes, that car just fits him, doesn't it? <laughs> and I said, yes. There's Something about the visual, and, and you have to watch the film because you will see it you will get it. Funny. Something about the visual of Paul in that car, you're just like, all of that works. It's not like that's the only car you drive, but it's just you in that car. I, I look ridiculous. <laughs> you in that car, it's just like,
1: that works. The hat was above the windshield header.
0: Yes, as was my crazy dog yeah, hair. Yeah, so yeah. that's why that – yeah, but anyway. Holy cow. There is that. Okay, so now I'm going to go a little bit nuts. I have two variations of the same essential concept. And okay. this is my okay. money, no object. If I could take a car, just a car adventure, what would it be?
1: Love it. Love like it. Like a
0: life experience thing related to the car. Okay. Both of them are essentially trips with a location but not a schedule. Lovely. For example, I would love – Lovely. I don't know my wife's tolerance for this idea, by the way, but I'll mention it anyway. I would love for my wife and I to start in England and in somewhere in like Turkey Ooh. with a really nice sports car. And no plan. Interesting. Just we're driving through some tiny little town in France, and they have a hotel. Let's stay
1: there. So that and means you'd have all your your luggage with yeah, you. Yeah. And hopefully— You wind up
0: in Spain, and you go, this is cool.
1: Let's look at that.
0: Yeah. And just—I I, I don't know when the trip ends. I mean, this is why I'm having it as a dream trip. It's just I don't know when it ends. I don't know what we see. Mm. I, I mean, look, we'll go to Rome because it's Rome. But, Naturally. But where else are we going to see in Italy? I don't know. I have no idea. There's food and wine in hotels and scenery in But my my point is, there's a squiggle. You know what? Let's go back over the Alps. We like that road, but let's take this road back. Yeah. We were in Switzerland two days ago. Let's go back to Switzerland. I don't care. That kind of – I mean, you've got to have time and money to do that, neither of which I have available at this point. Right, right. But I like like the the no-schedule environment of that. The closest I came was my wife and I actually, for our 10th anniversary – we took my three hundred Z X. Oh yeah, right. And we went from Los Angeles to Carmel. Okay? But the way we had so we went all the way up the Pacific Coast right, Highway. Right, But the way we had the trip planned was we had like two and a half days to get to Carmel from Los Angeles. By the way, even if you take Pacific Coast Highway, you can do it in two thirds of one day.
1: We just drove Absolutely. like Absolutely. You can yeah. get there and put miles we just under, yeah. Drove like a hundred
0: miles and yeah. went let's stop here. And then we drove another hundred miles. And went let's let's just stop here. Yeah. So for sure. I got a great fun drive on on awesome roads with my amazing wife. But there was no like we, we got to, You know we got like three hundred more miles until we. You know we right. can't stop here because we got to get to the because no reservation. There was none down. of that. Yeah. Which was awesome. So that's why that's right. variation one. I have another variation, but I wanted to go back to you first.
1: This is my very last here, and that is out there. Okay. I have the same desire as many men and women throughout the ages that have built their own cars named after them.
0: <coughs> I, kn- I knew you liked this. I knew you did.
1: I don't want to build them for the masses, though, like Malcolm Bricklin or John DeLorean sure. or sure. the Dodge Brothers or name mm-hmm. throughout time. I want to build one. You want to build me. your car. Okay, I see it. I want to use... The most modern techniques, like 3D metal printing, additive manufacturing, much like Hackrod is doing, much like the Concept Mouse and Felix are doing with Mm Hackrod, but additive manufacturing for a generatively designed chassis with all the best parts that I have loved over the years from driving. Pick the engine, pick your transmission, the suspension, the steering rack, the wheels and tires. It'll be totally untested, unsorted, but it'll be mine. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like making a piece of jewelry for yourself. Sure, Some parts might not have come out like exactly you thought or like you (laughs) wanted, but this is what you you thought, or in my case, what I thought would be the best out of that. I mean, the wheelbase, like the track, the height of the car, cover it with carbon panels and it's an expression of me. That's interesting. It's not built for track use. It's just for fun.
0: You know what the follow-up question is? Okay. People are going, and and this is another topic Tuesday that I will probably just sit here quietly. <laughs> so, what is that? What is that engine? That chassis? That steering rack? All right, what I would have, to build? have to do You have to have to pull that out at some and point. And I guess
1: I have to do some sketches, don't? Yeah, I? Yeah,
0: probably. Which would be very cool. I don't have this desire. I just don't. But but that's but I but it's but not from totally, mass production again. No no no. I it's totally not understand for everybody. why. It's just I completely me. understand why you'd want to do it. And what Knowing the hackrod yes. concept
1: is doing this, but mm-hmm. democratizing it for everyone. Yeah, so oh, it's yeah. a little bit different. But just just that
0: the the other. Idea, the other crazy idea I have that is – you'll see how it was linked to the last one – is the um, – how do I put it? It's the dirtbag rally version of what I just brought up. <laughs> Love and it. And this is back to the Ewan, and, uh, Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman Long Way Round, which is a motorcycle trip where they went uh, east – from London, all the way around, they the, just, around the world. They
1: went east. They just went and east. arrived
0: home. Yep, they went east until they, <laughs> and then they, then, then they did from uh, John Groat's in Scotland to uh, the end of uh, the far southern tip of uh, South Africa. Yeah, it was like Ushuaia. So that was or long, something that was long way down. Okay, yeah. they did both of those. I love that idea. I love the idea of we're going to do a huge trip, and I don't know that I want to go around the world. I'm not even thinking that way, but just a massive trip that isn't going to be paved and set up and nice. It's not the point. It's can we do it. Hmm. And I kind of like it more. Think about, I know it ended in disaster, but think about, because I loved everything about it up until it ended in disaster, when the, the Grand Tour guys were still on Top Gear mm-hmm. and went to uh, South America. And they did Patagonia and Argentina, and they were gonna, and then of course it all went wrong in Argentina. Right. Because it was Brits in Argentina and a whole separate thing.
1: Well, they did some
0: provoking there. They did, but at the same time, the, the other thing I loved about that is. They did it in sports cars, mm-hmm. and they didn't do like let's do the highway. They did it in sports cars. Yeah. Now, yeah. of course, they have you know fifty guys standing off camera and a support team, and <laughs> yeah. you know they can tow the car out of the brush. I get it, but I like the fact that they didn't do it in earth roamers or they didn't do it sure. in you know big off roaders like they prep like other things. We've got
1: super prepped Unimogs. Totally, totally. With they shovels.
0: just they just went. Yeah. And they saw amazing scenery and they wound up, you know, oh we have to get over this hill in my Lotus Esprit. Yeah. And there's no road. I just loved that idea. So I and and look, for Fantastic. those of you, for those of you that keep hitting me, I know I keep standing up and saying hit me. I know it's a room full of rakes that I've made for myself. But <laughs> this would be the only reason I'd rally a car. If it really got nuts, right. for that trip I'd rally a sports car. Okay. But, but, I, but part of me is just like, don't rally the sports car. Let's take the sports car. I, the, the, this is going to break down and go wrong and there's no infrastructure,
1: but let's do it anyway, Trip That would be cool. Nice. Well, guys, this is an encouragement to dream. Let yourself go and then figure out what your own trip could look like at the most. And then, I don't know, it's just fun to, to let go every once in a while. We appreciate your questions. Keep writing your topic Tuesdays to us along with your debates. We've got a debate after this. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back. We're often asked how we find the cars that we recommend to all of you listening. Whether it's local or nationwide, our searches start with AutoTempest. Instead of searching each car shopping site separately, you can enter all your parameters for the car you're looking for into AutoTempest one time, and then you can search for them all at once.
0: See results from Cars.com, CarsDirect, eBay, and more. Or you can jump to AutoTrader or CarGurus without entering anything new. Same parameters, new site. You can even search all of Craigslist. Think about how hard it is to search Craigslist nationwide, one at a time. Autotempest.com has got you covered there all at once.
1: Autotempest can help you find your next new or used car, whether there's a dozen in your neighborhood or two in the country. Plus, the people at Autotempest listen to this podcast, and they're always refining the site for more features. They've got research tools, buyer and seller guides, and they're listening to what their users need.
0: So if you're doing your own drive homework, you're chasing your dream car, or just looking to feed the disease, as we are all the time, Autotempest.com is your place to start. Plus, I was on it an hour ago.
1: We all have a lot of to-do lists, and some of them get quite long. You know, drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea, though. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. And the good thing is, you don't have to drop off or pick up anything.
0: All you have to do is go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save, you've heard it before, 15% or more on your car insurance.
1: Extra money in your pocket? This just may be the most rewarding to-do thing on your list today.
0: Everybody has a favorite pair of jeans. The pair that fits perfectly and always looks great. The pair you wear out at night, at home, on the couch, at work, wherever. They're the go-to, and you can't underestimate their importance. No one knows this better than Wrangler, the authority on jeans. Using their expertise in comfort and durability, Wrangler jeans are made for the adventurers, the go-getters, the folks who like to keep moving, whether you ride a bike, a bronc, a skateboard, or even drive a car. You could be a person that just wanders the earth looking for we're not sure what. These are still the jeans for you. Classic or modern styles, a range of fits, even vintage re-releases, with a price that works for you. Wrangler has something for everybody. Visit Wrangler.com and check out their great selection of jeans, shirts, pants, outerwear for men and for women. New styles, great fits. Wrangler. Real, comfortable jeans. That was proper. Yeah. We're back with a car debate for E, who uh, has a car he likes and ultimately goes, should I have gotten the other one I liked? Which is a weird conversation, and I have I have tons of unpacking to do on this because I feel like it, it actually speaks directly to things that I've experienced, and I'm going to split this really fine so everybody buckle up and hang on.
1: Oh, no. All right, so E is writing to us from the Philadelphia area. He's been listening to the podcast. His job requires some overnight travel on remote job sites, and the podcast always keeps him awake. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for we're listening.
0: Glad. Thank you for writing to us. Actually, now, now that we're there – Somebody that listened to the podcast said not that long ago that they like listening to the podcast because our voices put them to sleep. And I went, "That's not a good thing. <laughs> Hopefully not. I'm glad it's keeping you awake. No, that pleases kidding. me. I'd like to think we're entertaining." Moving on. All
1: now. right, it's the soothing sound of my voice. Uh-huh. All right, it, it's the Wrangler ad. Honestly, that's what it is. The, what when it is. you go yeah. into Wrangler yeah. voice mode and Real anything, comfortable jeans. <laughs> anyway, I mean, yeah, you can talk about you know horse racing or <laughs> you know canoeing or anything in that yeah. voice, uh, and people fair. are like <laughs> nodding off. All right, so. He used to have a 2014 Jetta SE Automatic about four years ago when he was a college student. Drove Mm -hmm. the Jetta about eight hours round trip to New York City almost twice a month for two years before he graduated. So when he started work, he tired of the Jetta, as Mm -hmm. one does. And you think, what's next? All right. Time to buy the new first car. Yeah. His company rents enterprise pickup trucks for field trips. He's allowed to keep the truck over the weekend, so he does always have a pickup truck on hand. So he's got utility, which means he can be flexible on practicality and usability of a car. He can
0: just go buy something for fun, which is perfect.
1: So after doing a lot of research and a series of test drives, he Mm -hmm. bought a brand new 2017-86.
0: Love it. Love it. Toyota 86. Great. So that's the refreshed version of the FRS that I had. He does acknowledge the fact that I'm not a huge fan of the front clip. I'm not. But it's still an amazingly cool car. So he bought that. All right. So
1: here's the debate part. He picked the 86 just slightly, just above the WRX Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because of the agility. And he loves driving the 86. But then he comes to the all-wheel drive part of the WRX and says, well, I missed the all-wheel drive and the more powerful powerful engine, Mm -hmm. which... The eighty-six would have the same power if they took the turbo. Separate thing. Yeah, just just to to let it go. It's okay. It's the turbo. Screw it. It's it's no, no. They can't fit it. Same. It it doesn't matter. Okay. All right. But he would miss the 86 if, he, if he'd buy, bought the WRX. Mm-hmm.
0: It was very much a coin flip kind of scenario, it sounds like. He had
1: things that he liked about each one, and they exactly. were almost equal, and he chose the 86. <laughs> he chose the, well, now he's confused because he's got a loan on the 86. He worries about depreciation and taking the hit if mm-hmm. he trades it for the WRX. It's kind of like wanting both. Mm-hmm. You had to choose one, and he yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. I think you did great. Honestly, did too, you but did but great. Yeah but he's now thinking about what is next after the 86 what's out there what's in well, a couple of years and he's
0: also asking should i should i take the hit and get the wx and solve the fact that
1: i've I'm, been I'm, I'm thinking about it yeah, yeah for sure yeah all right so something out of his current league is about 3 years out like a C7 Corvette mm-hmm. or a 718 Cayman mhm both of which he has the possibility to drive. His en- enterprise membership points from his business travels can get him either car for an upcoming vacation road trip. Love that he's taken it in Death Valley and the Joshua Tree area. You'd like that. That'll be a really fun drive. So Some here's fun chance. drives. Oh, it's places, gorgeous!
0: Pl- you know, places I was just saying. Places you won't see unless you're in a car. Heck yeah! Joshua Tree. Heck yeah! Death Valley. Bring it. You don't want to walk across Death Valley. They do have that that terrible uh i forget what it's called but it's the 130 something mile uh actual endurance run that happens oh, from yeah. the base of death valley to the top of mount whitney that's the a separate people thing people do on purpose but, apparently. yeah yeah but but you don't want to walk through death valley you want to drive through death valley for sure yeah. for sure
1: well here's a chance to sort of long-term test drive yeah. a future car that he wants agreed, to buy agreed so the question is first of all should he take the hit and get the wrx mm-hmm. second question is the long-termness of it all and what do you do? Do you sit tight now or do you save and scrimp with your eye on the two cars, one of the two cars? The other kind of half problem here is which car does he choose for that road trip? The Corvette or the 718? Sure, sure. That's yeah. sort of the you know half bathroom problem in a house.
0: Like,
1: do I, <laughs> what? Which what car? is this for? Yeah, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's a half bathroom. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, all right. Uh, Other debate for another architecture podcast. Before we
0: get into the C seven seven one eight thing, I want to unpack W R X versus eighty six real quick. Okay. Because I started thinking about this, the more I started thinking about it, the more I thought, wait, 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 wait. I've had this experience now. Little side rant. I mentioned sometime the word Subaru. I'm just going to clarify real quick. This is not me mispronouncing the word Subaru. I am aware how Subaru is both spelled and pronounced. Subaru is a reference to the fact I owned a, because I like owning weird cars, I owned a Saab 92X. It was only made 05, 06. Yes, It was literally, it was absolutely true that this was the 05 or 06 WRX wagon, the Subaru WRX wagon with a Saab rebody. Sold as a sob. So the online joke is this is the soberoo. If you hear me say it in my I am talking too fast, what did Todd just say Did he trip on himself, Sabaru
1: is a reference to that car. It is not me having a stroke, just so you know. With, with the lettering from three companies on the car, somewhere yes. on the car, yes, including Fuji Heavy Industries, which actually yes. builds the thing. Yes, it said built. Fuji
0: on body panels. It said Fuji, it said Subaru, and it also said Saab. It's yeah. fantastic. So the Sabaru, okay? I had that car. So there's an 0506 WRX in my life experience, okay? There's that. I have the Lancer now all wheel drive winter car. I had the FRS, which is like his 86 rear right. wheel drive winter car. Right. And of course, we've driven every variant of the Impreza, including the current WRX, and we're actually big fans of the current WRX. Our first episode of TV, called The Greatest Hits, had the WRX and the FRS in it together. Right, right. Okay, okay. So I'm sorry. I said buckle up. Anyway, here's the thing <laughs> you've said that you drive that 86 and you love it. You said that you even drive it in the winter and you enjoy it. You're wishing for the all-wheel drive, more power than the WRX. I'm going to say to you right now, if you went and trade, you will be disappointed you got rid of the 86. I firmly believe this. Okay. I can see yes, that. Yes, the 86, you wish for more power. Yes, the WRX gives you that more power. It will be less fun in the winter. It just will be less fun in the winter. Look, as a guy that's driving an all-wheel drive car now, I like it more than the front-wheel drive car. I still miss having that FRS in the winter. It will be less fun in the winter. It will be less fun on a back road. The WRX, its party piece is the fact that it just keeps sticking. And then when it doesn't stick, it understeers, which isn't fun, but that's safe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay? It is, except for the power and the rumble and the fact that it will do anything, it isn't really a fiery car personality-wise. No, nothing fiery about it. The really. 86 um, is agile and has a personality. It just has a power problem. So I'm going to go on a twist I don't normally go on, and I'm going to say this to you: Don't take the financial hit of trading cars. Take the money you think would be a hit. Let's say it's three grand. You think you'd take a hit? Okay. Solve your power problem and keep your 86.
1: Okay. I like this it. This is
0: my answer to you. Don't. I, I like I, it. I truly believe if you went and got the WX right now, you'd be writing us in two months and going. I made a mistake. I agree. I truly believe I that. I hear you. And I like the WRX, but I don't think you as a driver are going to like it as much as an ownership experience. The reason, I think, I truly think the thing that's pulling you there is power. So why don't you address the power a bit on your 86? Even if you get somebody's used supercharger and screw it onto the front, why not?
1: The turbo will fit on the,
0: anyway. Anyway, <clears> so so I think, uh, spend a little bit of money, because you were worried about taking a hit anyway. Spend a little bit of money, address the power problem of your 86, Be happy for a few years. Let's get you a bigger sports car down the line because you're a guy that can own a sports car because everything you need utility-wise is
1: provided by your company. That's a great point. To address your half question, I'll jump off from there. Addressing the half question of which car you should choose for the road trip, Mm -hmm. either would be great, honestly. It's now a matter of looking into your budget, and this ties into... How far away from this next car are you? Okay. okay. Because for me, that will determine what to do. Mm. And you're going to be frustrated with me because I'm going to answer your question with a question. It's like we've yeah. all been in the conversation. Honey, where do you want to go for dinner tonight? Well, what kind of food do you feel like? It's, you you <laughs> keep going back and forth. You answer a question with a question. It's frustrating, I know. Well, But, I'll, I'll give but you I a, have to get you thinking. I'll give you one
0: further. What really happens, honestly, because <laughs> it happens in my house every <laughs> single time we have this conversation. Okay. I can't just ask, where do you want to go? I oh, have no. to come with the list. Oh, you've got to come with the list got to come with the list. This, this, no, this is yes. the marriage reality. I have yes. to come with the list. And the list is really just... I mean, my wife knows this list. Heck, it's the greatest tits heck, list, I'm sure. My son knows this list. <laughs> of course he I does. I just have to list it for the rest of the family so they can shoot them down. And what ends up happening <laughs> is this process of elimination. Do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? Do you, want this? Do you want this? And then you start reaching. Do you want... Oh, we
1: haven't gone there in a while. Not that either. Okay. you got to come with the lid. Pizza for lunch. Separate thing. Sorry. Please go on. Right. Okay. So you know what I mean. But I want want to get you thinking. Yeah, for sure. Because if it's nearly attainable, and I say within a year, I say save. Year and a half, fine. Okay. Save your money and wait for that next attainable car. Okay. If you're three years out... We've got a whole new list of considerations that might take precedence over those two cars Mm, possibly that you're gonna now want. It's the same thing that happens to all of us. We want the newer, slightly shiny object. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I I used to want those, but now what about the new Toyota eighty six that's slightly being teased? Yeah, supposedly. What about a A, a Supra is new now. It's not even out yet, but what yeah. about a used one in three years? In two, three years, sure. How about a Focus RS, a Z4, an M2, a Cayman T, a 911T? <laughs> you're right. Or a future Honda or Hyundai sports car that is right. still to be announced? You're right. They're, in three years, it's going to be a totally different landscape. Or He's, like a raccoon holding onto a shiny piece of tin foil, and I can't get my hand out of the thing because it's shiny. And I, what? You're <sighs> right. He's shopping cars now for a market of three years from now. That's a great point. Right. Yeah. So that's why I come back to... What is your budget? Okay, how much... First of all, what flavor of 718? Just the regular 718?
0: Mm. Okay. Brace yourself. It's Porsche. There are flavors. There, there are. Minutia flavors are coming, yeah.
1: If that, you know... If, and if you haven't had the mid-engine experience, and, okay, you've done the Toyota Eighty Six 6 front engine, I say go with a 718. Mm-hmm. Get that. Mm-hmm. And you might come away thinking, I hated that Corvette's my car. Yeah. Or yeah. something like that. I give that as an example. You yeah. know what I mean? But, again, you know... You could probably maybe get into a Corvette sooner than you could the 718 that you're Mm going to want. So go Corvette. They're both brilliant. They do different things. But ultimately, this road trip, you could probably only have one because you're going to be out in Joshua Tree taking photographs of your new album cover. Yes. So you can only choose one car. You're going to have to drive the other at some point. True, true, true. So Turo it, borrow it, something. You know why I was going to say C7?
0: Honestly. Okay, why? Why? Because you're going to Death Valley and Joshua Tree, and the C7's going to have a better air conditioner. Because American cars kill it on the air conditioner. They do.
1: Although I can't imagine the 17 would be terrible. I don't think it's going to be bad. You just have but to speed up, and it'll I, blow colder. But, but that's the
0: thing, is I, I feel very confident in that C7 air conditioner in all conditions, no matter how hot
1: it gets. Okay, let's say you get the C7, <laughs> get the Corvette, yeah. rocket through Death Valley. And then at some point, get in the 718, totally. and then you'll know yes. and do the same kinds of things you did with a Corvette. You need to drive them both, for sure. You know, not yep. just, okay, I did around the block in the 718, but on the Corvette, I had some high-speed sweepers. No, 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 not yeah. fair. Yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. But
1: then, again, come back, coming back to your budget and your ability to save and your projected date and then set some financial goals that will mm-hmm. get you to that. But if it's, you know, if it's in goals. a year. This podcast, financial goals? Wow. Well, okay, well, sorry. I, guess I talk out talk myself sometimes. You did. you did, for sure. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if it's if it's in a year and you can pull the trigger, great. But if you're three years out, we've got a whole slew of new choices coming Ground at changes. us that, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Supras are now low enough where, what about that? It's like yeah. the bigger, better 86 or something like that. Sure. We haven't even sure. driven it yet.
0: Or the new 86. Yeah, or The new support, 86 right. is here and it's yeah. cheaper and whatever. Yeah, I see it. Interesting. I like it. Should we do some questions? We should do We've some got questions. Got some audience questions. You've I have got a ton. I have one right now that I want to mention. That is actually a shout out to you, Paul, because it's not really a question. Somebody asked a question, oh. and I went, "Wait, wait, wait!" It's already been solved. Ryan on Facebook said he's looking at the Bugatti black car. Oh yeah. Why is nobody <laughs> making fun of the name in the likes of the La Ferrari, La Ferrari? So the Ferrari, Ferrari. Why is nobody doing that? And honestly, kudos to you, Paul, because <laughs> a week or two ago, you did it instantly when Matt Ferrer brought it up on his podcast. You instantly connected it to the LaFerrari in name. Yeah, I, that's right. I did. So if you if you want right. to hear Paul just instantly snap to that <laughs> thought, Ryan, he does it when we were just on Matt Ferris' podcast, and I hadn't even thought about it, and he was on it as soon as Matt brought it up. So kudos to Paul. It has been done. You just didn't hear it here well, first. Well, thank
1: you. That's right. I forgot about that. Because I, I was thinking, I, we did talk about this, but not yeah. to this.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the, a, that's the, the
1: regular it. listeners of this mm-hmm. podcast, maybe yeah. you listen to both. If you do, that's fine. There's a question on Facebook here from Anaswar Jayakumar. I hope I pronounced your name right. If not, please, apologize. You got close. Wow. Two questions for this podcast. First of all, given that car enthusiasts vastly hate SUVs and the fact that the U.S. is starting to see the rise of wagons, do we think wagons will eventually replace sedans and hatchbacks as the alternative to SUVs? I don't think uh, we're going uh, backwards no. in time. Yeah. SUVs are here. Get, get ready for the SUV. More. They lose
0: for ride height.
1: Well, that, I mean, we've established at the beginning of the podcast, more of that is coming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, will they become smaller and car manufacturers start to make something that is wagon-like, like like the Audi e-tron coming? Yeah. Possibly. We might see more of that. But in general, you're right. It's the ride height second part of this is guests on future podcasts and we are not as you know generally a a guest kind of podcast true we have had many and we do plan on having a lot more but you've listed a lot of usual suspects from luminaries in the car culture and car world name and in automotive media including christian von koenigsegg the grand tour guys parker from vehicle virgins uh salamandran channel alejandro Uh, someone yeah All Jay Leno,
0: <laughs> there's, there's a big list there. Jay
1: yeah. Leno, I mean, a lot of, yeah. you know, top yeah, yeah. names. Mm-hmm. If we do, I'm not saying that we do, but if we do, I want one thing out of all these people. Mm. I don't want to interview them because we all know who they are and what sure, they do. Sure, sure, I want your car knowledge and I want them to help us debate a car for Absolutely. you guys. That's, that's, that is that's the only thing that's I want out of That's the thing them. that happens if you're a guest on this podcast. You have to be involved in the car debate. For and sure. you have to bring your your car knowledge of low price cars, too. We can't just float high in the ether yeah. of 488s and McLarens. And you should go ahead and get that McLaren because I've got two, and they're awesome, <laughs> and we're not going to have that discussion. Yeah. No, no, no. I want, you know, you know about IMS bearings, and you know about things on cars, totally. and you can bring the knowledge, and... That's why we want future live debates to feature you guys. Yeah,
0: that's true. true. And
1: we're debating for you and you're on with us. So more live debates are certainly coming. But that's what I want out of, you know, not just, hey, so how did you get started in the car business? Well, I don't want
0: to hear that. that. We've heard that. We we know. Okay. I see that for sure. Calvin Lemon asked on Facebook. He said he's watched all four seasons of the show. Thank you. First watched it on Velocity, now Motor Trend. And he's noticed uh, that the uh, – let me back up a second. He's also seen it, it sounds like, online. Like later, Thank he's seen for it on Amazon. This, by the way. So he feels like that the the versions on cable don't look quite as good as the ones online. Let me explain this. Uh and and he's not understanding why because he feels like other stuff on the channel doesn't look like this. This is a byproduct, sadly, of being independent producers on this channel. We are not plugged into their post production pipeline which means that there is a conversion that happens from our masters to their masters and i know you're saying couldn't we just deliver their their way we have and they still convert
1: <laughs> just so you know
0: yeah. I, I won't get i won't bore you with the specifics but but the main thing that happens here is we shoot in in a progressive frame format each frame is flipping by much like old film used to be done and tv is it has never delivered like that tv has delivered what's called interlaced so if you think about 100 lines on a page All of the uh, odd lines show up first, and then all of the even lines show up second, and it kind of flickers back and forth. TV's been this way forever. It creates sometimes, on some of our episodes, some weird jaggy lines. Uh, There was a difference in delivery of season four. I'm getting real geeky. There was a difference in delivery of season four that actually improved this. I, I really dug down on this in season four and went, I want to deliver this way because I think it's going to solve some problems. And they went, oh, yeah, we can take that. So the back half of season four is actually delivered differently and looks better. Right, right. So right. I actually pursued that. In fact, at one point, they sent me specs on, oh, yeah, you should be able to deliver this way, and it worked. Then I sent them specs back and went, no, no, if I use your spec, it results in this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. literally, I got a message from Discovery where it was like, oh, yeah, you're right, that doesn't work. So this is the conversation I had middle of this season Yeah, that changed some things. Yeah. All of that to say, Calvin, I'm aware we're trying to solve some of this is the rubber band effect, if you will, between the fact that we are an outside entity and they are a monolith – the good news here is it looks better on Amazon than it even does on cable.
1: Well, because we're, not, we're delivering how we want, yes. or to Amazon's yes. requirements, essentially. Yes, but we're delivering incredibly high-end
0: stuff, and then Amazon is compressing, and they do a good job of compression. So the Amazon, the web versions actually look better even than the cable versions, but we appreciate you watching the cable stuff very much, much more than I can even tell you,
1: so thank you. Absolutely. Ted and Green, thank you for writing on Facebook. Will we miss the stick shift experience in performance electric cars? with their flat 100% torque curves. Yes, we're going to miss it. Absolutely. Yeah. The answer yeah, is yeah. yes. But there is a flicker of good news. Oh, really? And it is something that a company in California called Zelectric Motors, it's Z L You've mentioned them before. Z E L E C T R C. Look them up. They actually convert old Porsche 914s and Volkswagen's to electric motors. Mm-hmm. And what you can choose is a selectable torque feature on some of their cars Hmm. that comes with a four-speed manual. Interesting. So what you're doing is essentially you're driving it like a manual. It's a four-on-the-floor option with essentially selectable torque that is a feature not available on electric cars.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: They're proving it can be done. Will car manufacturers in the future do this? Unknown. They're doing it for their niche customer, sure. And sure, it, it sure. is yeah. very niche, yeah. but you get the manual feel because you're selecting the torque mm-hmm. out of, you know. Huh. The, huh. You're, you're not concerned with just blinding light speed acceleration. Yeah. It's yeah, about yeah. the interaction, and they've preserved that interaction on these old cars, interesting. but they're still electric. So there is good news. It can be done, and they have proven that it can be done. Hmm. Will the big manufacturers take notice and do that for all of us enthusiasts? Unknown. I'm I'm probably not, but I'm just saying could be doing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's certainly doable. I see that. could Uh, Hayden asked a question that that goes down an interesting rabbit trail on Facebook. He says, uh, we talk obviously a lot because of our pilgrimage trip and because they're awesome. We talk about the Nürburgring and Spa. What other outside the U.S. tracks would we really like to drive? Hmm. Uh, I can think of two that are on my personal short list. And we actually have debated uh, – and I'm just putting this out there. We've debated making a trip around these two. Mm, yeah. The problem yeah, is, it, is it would be more expensive. Uh, but it, it, it'd be a, here's the thing. The trip I'm about to, ex- to describe would be better for you to take your non-car-obsessed spouse. It would be better for that. Sure. But sure. it would also be more expensive because the two of you are essentially taking a Europe trip. Right. But right. There's, there's Portimao in Portugal. I really want to drive that track. Yeah, and there's Ascari in central Spain. Oh, yeah. Those are on my personal shortlist. They're not that far away from each other. There is a way for us. We've talked to RSR about it because they could help us with it. There is a way for us to do literally that Europe trip. You show up in Portugal. You have like a beach day. Mm -hmm. Then you're on Portimao. Then you have this amazing – trust me, we've looked into it. The amazing (laughs) drive (laughs) across Spain and you wind up at this unbelievable town. And I forget the name off the top of my head. Unbelievable town. Ronda. Thank you, Ronda. It's 20 minutes away from Ascari. Then you drive Ascari. You have a day to hang out in Ronda, which is awesome, by the way. It's it's like an old uh, medieval crusade style, gorgeous town in Spain. So what 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 makes this? <clears throat> Escalate <laughs> is the fact that there's these down days in Europe where it's just fun days plus it's dual occupancy because you bring your significant other. It gets expensive quick, which is the reason we've never actually offered this trip. But uh, Portimao
1: and Ascari are on my personal short list because I so want to drive those tracks. Absolutely. And the cool thing is because Portugal and Spain are in the approximate latitude of Los Angeles, approximately, yeah. the trip could be taken in the colder U.S. months. Mm-hmm. And it'll still be 60 degrees. We could go in March when the ring has still got snow on it. Yeah, baby. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. All right. Question from Kevin G. Roca. I believe on Facebook. Apologies if I mispronounce your name. Is there a point where we reach our limits when it comes to new car development ideas? Is electric and or autonomous cars the last great idea? (laughs) I think no. Yeah. And I'll explain. Okay, good. So there has to be a limit on where we're unable to go beyond a certain point based on our resources and mental capabilities. I believe that with the proliferation of technology and infrastructure will lead us to new things. Yep. I don't believe the yeah. gas engine is going anywhere. The internal mm. combustion mm. engine is here to stay in some form or another. I take your point. It can get incredibly efficient. We might go down to one or two cylinders. It can it can exist in lots of variants. Yeah. I've seen... Gas engine designs, internal combustion engine designs, with a single valve in the middle of the piston that opens and closes and actually adds a cycle to it and is far Mm. more efficient. Interesting. forget the name of this manufacturer, this engine, but they've actually built a running prototype. It's infrastructure, and it's also manufacturing techniques that will take us further. Mm Mm-hmm. Think about where we started. Yeah, the internal combustion engine hasn't really changed for a lot of years. We've, you know, made it more efficient with fuel injection and yeah, you know, yeah, refined yeah. and refined, and I think it'll continue to be, but I've talked about generative design and additive manufacturing. Let's apply that. That is in its infancy. Yeah. Let's yeah, talk yeah. about weight reduction and printing with metal mm. in the future oh, that can now print shapes on a scale where it is possible to make money, hmm, hmm. we don't even know the possibilities of that yet. We're we're at a part to part basis right now that yeah, is yeah, yeah. essentially what's called light weighting. You have a an object, a solid object, and you're lightweighting the center out of it, but it's far more efficient and better use of hmm, materials hmm. and far lighter and better. And sure, I sure. think all those kinds of techniques are coming that will spark now our mental and our, our smarts, our intellectual capability to understand—you know what I could do with that now—is yeah. That's the, the this that moment. was
0: never possible before. You you come up against it. Well, wait—that makes this possible, and nobody thinks about it prior. It's that standing on the shoulders of giants things. I mean, you, you get you get to a place where you suddenly have this perspective where you realize, oh, if we're here, then we could go there, and there's exactly. no way to, to get ahead of that
1: problem or that reality. How about the proliferation of drones? We use yeah. a drone in production. Yeah. It's not like we got smarter on ways we could use it. We've just never had a way to get that shot before yeah, exactly. at a at a nice price, a you're nice right, democratized right. yeah, yeah. price. Yeah. We've we've always wanted to get what a man, I can't afford a helicopter and helicopter can't fit right there, but what if it, you know, how cool would that shot right there be? Well, I can stick a Spark drone, I can yeah. or something yeah, yeah. and now right. get that shot because now that technology has allowed us to have that idea.
0: Well, I mean, I'll, I'll follow the drone thing for a minute. There was the whole discussion that's ongoing right now about agriculture and farmers are able to have bigger fields and monitor them theoretically because of drones.
1: Yeah. And drones
0: chasing back and forth over the field and identifying problems versus them walking the rows. Ten years ago, oh, we'll have a machine that flies over your property and checks it out for you. He's like, I can't afford that. You've got to be kidding me. Right. Now we're having conversations about drones checking out crops.
1: Speaking of crops, I actually saw a company. <laughs> we're speaking about crops. Everyday driver crop. Important. Anyway, moving on. Go on. Interestingly, I'll, I'll spend very little time on this. It was uh, two years ago at a show that I saw in, I think it was Vegas or LA, and it was a company that had high-speed cameras that could identify plants and then to identify the weeds next to them at such a high rate of speed, you could tow a trailer full of pesticides behind a tractor, and it can shoot a very specific jet of pesticide at a weed, and it can avoid the actual crop, Mm -hmm. whatever that is take care of that and shoot the poison at a weed or a, you know, some encroaching plant exactly with a directed jet, and it can do it at 20 or 30 miles an hour. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. If you do it at one or two miles Holy an hour, that's one cow. thing. If you do it at 30, it's a different thing.
1: And, and it, that revolutionizes so many things. So we just didn't have the tech to be able to do that. We yeah. had the idea, but I don't have the tech to be able to do that.
0: Everyday agriculture. We're carrying it forward. <laughs> my, my grandfather was a farmer. Yeah, he was. He was a farmer. And this is the old school farmer thing. And I always wondered how they got those great rows when, you know, you're out there in a tractor and you get these perfect rows. Yeah. Now, there's no mystery. If you've looked in the cockpit ever of a a recent piece of big farming equipment, (laughs) they are satellite driven, folks. They are GPS-driven. They can actually pinpoint, because, of course, your phone can do this. They can pinpoint where the tractor is and all of its dimensions, and and you can get the world's most perfect rows. It is, look. Espresso machine. We we joke about wouldn't it be cool if autonomy was, was, was coming and if it was close? <laughs> the farmers have been doing it for four or five <laughs> exactly. years all right. They're
1: binging on Netflix in the Seriously. cockpit.
0: Seriously. I mean, look, I'm not taking anything away because farming is a difficult job. And, okay? Yeah, absolutely. But, but actually, dealing with your field has gotten so much easier because of literal automation in your monster tractor. Yeah. It's being driven by the satellite, and it's perfect.
1: They've got autonomous farm tractors now. Yes, so I'm saying. house. Yes, It's It's great.
0: Anyway, sorry. Everyday agriculture. Here we are. Thank you guys (laughs) for joining us
1: on the podcast today. That's really cool. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, my last question from Devin Bain here on Facebook. What do we want to see from Nissan's successors to the 370Z and the GTR? Hmm. I consider both of these loss leader kinds of cars. Nissan has very much positioned themselves as all cars for everybody. They've got trucks. They've got sedans. They've got a lot of non-compelling kinds of things to drive. So for the 370Z, if they would allow it, because... I don't think they would expect huge sales out of these cars yeah, over yeah. time. They have yeah. the GTR is the monster. Continue to refine that. Continue to be mm-hmm. the world domination car that the next generation will ultimately be.
0: Okay. But okay. for the
1: 370, why not explore some smaller, lightweight, maybe electric, but they can combine... This manual transmission concept, selectable torque in a manual. Mm. If it's not, they could kind of experiment. Maybe it's a car with two platforms. You could could choose the internal combustion engine flavor. You could choose the electric flavor. And it's smaller, lighter. We're experimenting with production processes, materials, design especially that sort of sets the, the tone for the future of Nissan design. Because we're not expecting to make a whole lot of money. We're making money with rogues. That's yeah, what makes right. us money. You're right. I see that. But then this is this enthusiast, it speaks to that and it proves out, we'll say, some three d printed parts on this car. Mm-hmm. And we'll, you know, put that in production on the next Ultima for worldwide okay. sales sure. or something. Sure, sure. And it can still have an enthusiast nameplate. I kind of see the three seventy as sort of well, the super came out. We gotta have something to compete against the Supra, so yeah. that's probably what it will be. But probably. they've got some great things. They can they could experiment at a high expensive mm-hmm. level with a supercar to compete against Quarter million dollar cars with yeah. the GTR. Way I out agree there. with you. I
0: think the the GTR should chase the C eight. Great. Should compete yeah, I like the C eight and the the NSX and those kind of boys. I agree with you. the 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 Z car has been a Supra competitor, and it's been uh, the last version. The three seventy Z was very specifically publicly benchmarked against the Cayman. Let's take yeah. it down market. Yeah. You want to sell those things? Point it right in the yeah. teeth of the eighty six. Excellent. Get it under three thousand pounds. Give it less power. If you need to, but still give it 260, 270 horsepower and give it 2,700 pounds and point it right at the 86 as far as setup and price. Because the problem with the Z car is that, yeah, it starts at 30, but the one you want is 40. And if you start going nuts, it's 50. Right. They can
1: find a niche at 40 grand, like 35, 40 right there. But but look at the 86. 86, If you load it up,
0: it's 35 grand. Oh, true. So what what if your top end Z car was 40? Yeah, yeah, I like that. But that's the top. And you can get one for 26. Yeah, starting. Yeah. So compete against the Mustang Camaro bases and right against the 86. I think that's where they'd sell them. Yeah, I really do.
1: Feed the enthusiast. Nissan is big enough, and they certainly can. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, Nissan, you're listening. Guys, thank you a million for your questions. There's more we want to get to, but we'll end it for here. Thank you again. We really appreciate it. We're looking forward to next time, and we are off shooting for season five, which we can't believe. We're already discussing awesome. all the episodes for season five and six. If you could, yeah. We're also it.
0: Talk, talking about what is reserved for season six. It's it's madness over here. Thanks for joining
1: us. Appreciate it, guys. Looking forward to next time. Cheers, everyone.